You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Johnson. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Dexter After Show. All right, welcome to another AfterBuzz TV podcast slash YouTube video for the Dexter After Show. Tonight was the night. Tonight was a very interesting night. It was. Uh, We have a very special guest here today, so we'll go ahead and get into introductions. I'm your host, Stephen Lemieux. Bing is for doing, and we're doing this awesome After Show. Joined with me is... Sean Overman. JJ Jurgens. And also in the studio tonight, we have a very special guest. We have Scott Reynolds, who is a writer and producer for Dexter, and is also one of the leading minds on Dexter Early Cuts, as well as running the oh, yeah. Dexter Wrap-Up right. Podcast. That's right. It's triple threat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so we are very honored to have you in our studio tonight, and we're sure we're going to be, uh, you know, going into your mind a little bit to try to get some secrets out of you, but... I'll allow. <laughs> I'll allow. But, uh, yeah, welcome. Let's go ahead and start this off right. We're going to rock it out with some Dex, Hannah, and Clint right now, just to get into that whole storyline, go into how the episode started, kind of kind of leads up to a little, little um, info about our arsonist, which is a, a small scene with uh, Deb in the station and Dexter, and they have the arsonist victims like it, they killed a boy they killed a woman so we have uh basso we learned his name basso basso is yeah. a uh, is the fire inspector and he's the one who dexter they kind of blatantly throw basso at you in all the previews and i <laughs> called it last week and i was like i don't think he's going to be the guy because yeah. they really like to do that and blatantly yeah. throw it at you yeah. it's a little bit of a cliche yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so funny you know his his name is such a cliche too it's it's almost like it sounds like a villain fire inspector basso <laughs> yeah if, if only he spoke with some sort of accent, we'd be like, oh, it's him. <laughs> but no, so we, we see him like looking a little weird. I mean, he has a lot of weird stuff in this episode. But right after this, we get this nice scene between, uh, because it was Dexter looking at us, so it leads into the scene between him and Hannah and Dexter talking about how he wants the arsonist on his table. He wants to kill the arsonist, but he promised Deborah that he would not take another case. And Hannah's just like, well, you don't want to be with me, which... I mean, you you told her she doesn't want you to be with me, so you don't always listen to her. So it kind of seems like Hannah is encouraging him to kill, yet at the same time trying to lead him into this whole dark passenger topic we have tonight about how his dark passenger is really him as opposed to something that is outside the box of Dexter. Right. So what did you guys think of like this whole scene of Hannah encouraging yet talking to him about how he is not who he thinks he is? Well, Hat, first of all, Hat is not necessarily encouraging, like saying you should go out and kill, because she doesn't have the same urge at all that that, that Dexter has at all. It's, it's, for her, it's very uh, operational. Mm-hmm. Somebody's in her way, they and they don't get they uh, they don't get they uh, don't get out of her way. They're gonna be they're gonna be dead, okay. right? As opposed to Dexter, who 
who has, as he thinks, this dark passenger that, that tells him what to do and controls him and makes him, you know, uh, try to live up to these dark urges that he has. Yeah. Yeah. For him, it's almost like it's it's an addiction. That's the way I yeah. feel it. It is. Mm-hmm. And then for Hannah, yeah, like you said, operational, I would say strategic. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. she, she yeah. uses it when people are, yeah, getting in her way. Yeah, she doesn't want to do it. She gets no joy out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, Dexter definitely gets a little joy out of what he does. You know. <laughs> a little bit. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And she's fine with that. <laughs> yeah. All right. If that's what you got to do, you know, that's how couples work out, I guess. It's very understanding. <laughs> and she is very understanding because the a lot the whole concept between Dexter, Deb, and Hannah and that whole triangle here, and we might talk a little bit about how Dexter and Deb are. Deb loves him, but we didn't go into it at all this this episode. Like, yeah. there's really nothing there that's incestuous between the two of them. But um, Hannah is so understanding of Dexter's ways, yet Deb still believes that she's gonna take him out of the take him out of the way at some point. And she really hates Hannah. Like, she won't let up at all. Nope. And that's kind of. I mean, Deb's been swayed in the past, but she really is becoming her own person in the way. Like she had, a, she had the line where she's like, "I'm not going to let you. Do, I'm not going to do that for you anymore." Like she's not going to let you have your way when she considers uh, what he did for the arson to the police station. Right. She's like, "Yeah, thank you, but I'm not taking the strings that are attached to that." So I mean, it's it's nice to see. Deborah becoming her own, not linked to Dexter character, which is kind She's of. She's not going to let the other tell her what to do anymore, just like Dexter, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of interesting. I'm do how- what I want, yeah. So she's like, she confesses her love for him, and then now Process. she's being the hard ass. Yeah, and yeah. that that just kind of seems like the reverse order. <laughs> well, I think it's very true to how it would be. I mean, if she she's had these emo- severe feelings for him, and then she got denied, and then basically yeah. is is heartbroken because he, you know is now with Hannah, so I think she's, um, it's what I would expect from her to finally be like, you know, I'm going to have some balls myself and be like, no, I'm not going to have your back all the time, Dexter. I'm not going to just be, you know, a, a, a doormat for you to do, come, you know, do what you want. And I think she really, also the fact that she loves Dexter, of course she's not, doesn't re- want him to be around Hannah anymore because she doesn't trust her. And, and she still, even though she's hurt that he didn't pick her, she also doesn't want to see anything bad happen to him or her to kill him. So I think think her feelings but do you I think totally I'm with her justify. you're with her oh, I can't even argue with that <laughs> no, 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 let's bring it well do you think that the reason the main reason that Deb is against Dexter being with Hannah is because of her jealousy and the only reason I bring that point up is because when everyone on the station finds out about Dex and Hannah nobody's thinking oh Dex she's gonna kill you I mean they're like joking about it like oh you better be safe whatever and Masuka <laughs> makes a using safety joke but uh makes a lot of jokes actually but Everyone at the station is just kind of like, yeah, that's cool, man. She's hot, man. Yeah. Especially because, Masuka. Yeah. <laughs> but for them, they just they think of it as like a, she was 15 years old. She made a really terrible choice, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess Deb does know a little bit more. more yeah, yeah. Thanks to, to her passing writer boyfriend, almost near boyfriend. Yeah. Sal oh, Price. Yeah, Sal Price. Yeah. So when, when a Sal Price originally came into the picture, we thought that we were going to be getting we thought that he'd be around for a little while was it originally planned to only have him around for like two episodes yeah 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 really yeah yeah yeah. we pretty much have it all laid out uh beginning of the season we know what's going to happen every episode yeah okay so everything is set in stone already and then we have more or less things move but yeah yeah yeah. i have one question with that was there ever a point when everybody loved isaac so much was there ever a point this season where you guys maybe thought oh maybe we shouldn't have him die you know (laughs) did you ever think about yeah he was amazing i mean that that guy ray stevenson is about as good as it gets he's the best punisher he was the best you know gay ukrainian gangster (laughs) (laughs) ever right but uh 
a lot of it came a lot of it comes down to you know the guy was in Thor and so he had to go to London and so we had we had him to episode 9 and that was it and it was done so and we talked about we talked with Amy a little bit about Lewis who I think his name's Jason right right and yeah. she said that it's the same kind of thing with him when you have someone who's such in demand yeah. they have to work around the schedule because he had something like a Broadway show that he had to do so they had to get would, him out he would fly in on every Monday we, you know his Broadway's uh, dark on Monday and he'd, we'd shoot his scenes and he'd fly back and wow. do his show he's a, yeah he's a great hmm. actor he's amazing that's dedication but yeah. I mean you, you're doing what you're loving so I, yeah. I totally respect that he tricked us too because we thought he was going to be around <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's been really fun with this season because there's all these people. It's like we never know what's going to happen. That's <laughs> true. That's the hope. Yeah. Well, it's great. They do a really, you do a really good job with bringing the characters in and making us actually have a connection. So we either know, don't think they're going to be around for a while or they've been around longer than we think. But at the same time, we're not so much, well, except for Ray, we're not so much disappointed when they're gone as we feel that their characters got to that they got their interesting points in and then right. they get them out of there before they become dull and bolt and like boring right. or anything and uh spelzer was another example for that because mm-hmm. right. we, we had spelzer for about three episodes and everyone thought he would be a one episode character but he does bring into that whole area of deb going after him and dexter saving deb giving him that nice little moment there right. and putting kind of the fear into Dexter, because we did have a lot of the season is love and fear, and his love yeah. for Dexter and go, or love for Deb, and going into this area that's like ridiculous this crazy system of downplaying yeah. and stuff, yeah, and saving Deb's life, definitely because yeah. she, I mean she had the barbed wire and everything. So yeah, it's interesting how the characters are coming and going this season, but they don't seem underplayed and they don't seem overplayed. And oh, that's that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so yeah. that's probably one of the that most. That guy was terrifying, by the way, man. Yeah. That Spelter actor. That, <laughs> yeah. ah, I forget the guy's name. But, Matthew uh, Gerald. We actually, Matthew, I've man, talked Matthew to him. Gerald. I'm trying to get him on the show. He's he's yeah. been uh, working around his schedule a little bit. He is intense. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. in in the scenes, like sitting down on the couch with a girl, it's like you got to be like. <laughs> Okay. Creep on. Get up the the house. We commented that he was definitely the scariest <laughs> killer that we've seen on the show. But at the same time, I couldn't see him as anything more than just a small, small right. villain in the show mm-hmm. because yeah. of the way. I mean, you can't. Everyone, when they think of Dexter, they compares it to the Trinity Killer, and they compare it now to Ray right. Stevenson. Yeah. So yep. John Lithgow and Ray Stevenson are mm-hmm. still probably one of my highest. Highest rated yeah. people from the show. Okay, we got a little Definitely. off topic here. I got I got to go back in the episode because we'll save. That's all right, we'll go yeah. into this a little bit later. But uh, then we get this nice. We get the scene between Dexter and Hannah, and during that scene, we hear a little knock on the window, and there's a man outside. <laughs> hey, banana. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah, banana. Hannah, banana. Jim so, Beaver. Yeah, the guy from Deadwood, right? Yeah. He's Great actor. I, I, first, I first saw him on Daybreak. You guys remember that show? 2006, ABC, with Tay Diggs on it. He was in that show. Mm. He, has, yeah. he was a recurring character there, yeah. too. And he also ended up being kind of a bad guy as well. Mm. So it's nice to see him on this show, too, because he's also in Breaking Bad. Yep. He's the guy, Lawson, who gives him uh, the, the gun. The guns, yeah, 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 yeah. The guy's great because he comes yeah. off like you sort of want to like him. You hear all these horrible stories about him. It's sort of important that we had somebody like him, you know? Uh, so that when you meet him, you think, oh, maybe mm-hmm. maybe he has changed. So we could, you know, we could be there with Hannah the way that she wanted to think that he was a, a, good, a nice guy. Yeah, and you need to have you need to have sort that of that likability yeah. for somebody who's going to only be in the episode for one episode. Right. And for someone as important as Hannah's father, I'm sure they're going to be going back to this. Like this is Dexter kills Hannah's father, and she's got to find out. 
I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. Like, there's going to, after Deb starts investigating with, uh, now that we know Deb's going to start investigating with, I think her name's Arlene. Right, Arlene mm-hmm. Schram. Arlene yeah. Schram. I mean, it's going to come back around that Hannah, Hannah's dad is dead, and she's going to It's interesting that she didn't ask, though, huh? You know what, to me, she, it, it She didn't felt... say anything. She yeah. was just like, mm-hmm. thanks. It was very vague, obviously, the way yeah. he, was, he was doing it. It was a well-spun lie. And it seemed to me like... She kind of knew it may have been a lie, too. Yeah. And she was just, you know what, I'm going to let it go until he really says something about it. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, his her dad, let's face it, like, when you first, it's like you first see him, you're like, oh, crap. Because yeah. the previews, you know, you, you want to hate him because she's so terrified of him. The stories we've mm-hmm. heard about him, yeah. like the pool story, it's like... It's a tough way to learn to swim. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else saves your life. That's rough. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, you want to hate him at first. And then you like him. Yeah. And then he sticks around a bit and he has that – he has his character break when uh, when she won't give him the money. Like he, le- he very slowly leads into that. And you know that he's going to ask for the money once he starts bringing up the business thing. It's funny watching with you guys because you guys were like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. We've all been yeah. there with that kind of guy. You know? And I kind of yeah. felt it coming too because they were like, oh, he, he used to be a poker player. And yeah. guess what? He bluffed them. And that's how we got <laughs> exactly. to stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of surprised at that three days – Put me in a hotel room, and three days later he shows up. I'm like, all right, so if I want to get away from my family for three days, buy him a dollhouse. That was really creepy, by the way. It was a creepy dollhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're going to bring a gift for someone, hey, here's something from your childhood that I bought you as a, like, as a, to get over my guilt. <laughs> to remind yeah. you of all the trauma. Yeah. like just shows you he just didn't know. He just went right over. Yeah. <laughs> so he has, his, he has his breakdown. He's going to open his crawdad farm, because everybody loves crawdads. Clint's crawdad. <laughs> Big daddies. And I thought it was funny you brought up bachelor parties. Who has crowdouts at bachelor parties? <laughs> Not me. Maybe people in New Orleans. I don't know. People, Maybe. people in the South. And uh, so this is, this is when Dexter kind of perks up like okay this is something's not right here and i think anyone would in that situation and hannah doesn't want to give the money to him of course so he's like you won't even help your own dad and we have a great scene um right next the next scene we've seen between uh clint and dexter and hannah is when dexter gets the call and shows up at the greenhouse with a truck driven through it right and hannah seems tries to be strong at first against her father and when he just said, when he mentions her mother, she completely breaks down. Mm-hmm. But she was amazing, she, right? Yeah, I was going to say that too. Yeah. yeah. Every take, we did that, I think it was like three hours, and every take, she she went there every time. It was, it was like exhausting watching her do it. I can't even imagine how, how rough it was for her. It's funny you say, because I thought as we were watching, I'm like, I wonder how many takes they did to so know yeah. she, she did that, yeah, that over that long. Well, with, with acting especially, what I like is when people know that there's, acting and then there's acting with a purpose and her, when you're when you're just sta- if she would just stand there doing that scene it wouldn't have been as effective as if she as she did it when she's on the ground she's trying to put her plants together yeah. it's like she's trying to piece her mind together and then just drops it all yeah. because there's nothing to put together with how emotionally shattered she's been by the guilt because you could see a history there you could see yeah. that she was racked with guilt over her mother's death and that probably drove her even further away from her father the Dollhouse just probably, she said in the beginning, it brings up bad memories. Yeah, yeah. So just anything. Brought her right back to that mm-hmm. seven-year-old Hannah, you know. And her mom was the one who cared for her but wouldn't do anything for her. Right. So, I mean, that's that's kind of a tough, tough thing to pull off. Very believable. Yeah. We've seen a lot of, some of the best acting we've seen this season from Jennifer Carpenter. Yvonne's right? amazing. Yeah. Even Dexter's, since he, can be, he, since he can come out of his role a little bit, yeah. we're definitely seeing a lot more range of emotion from him. And he's. He's experiencing emotion for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's all, it's all, and it's all on his face. It's great. Yeah, he's amazing. 
Did you guys have? Any? I love uh, one comment on that. I, I like this too. I loved, like you know, I loved Jennifer Carp. I've always loved her, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, it, it, I just love that this season. I think you have really strong women because Hannah's really strong as right. well. And tonight was the first time we see like her weakness too. Like you said, we go. She goes back to seven year old Hannah, and just the. Um, it's amazing to me, like in their faces, they're just doing such a great job. You can see the fear. You can you can feel what her. Yeah, it that, completely yeah. changes. And the yeah. same thing when we had the great scenes with Deb telling Dexter that she loves him. You know, it's yeah. just it's so raw and just re- it just it's one of those TV experience watching that you just like. <laughs> if you feel like you are watching a private moment that you know you forget that it's it's a scene or it's yeah. it's, a, it's make believe like you get so sucked into the characters that it's it's I love it. So we're gonna we're gonna finish up uh, Clinton Hannah and then we're gonna go back to Hannah and Dexter because we okay. we want to kind of cut the characters up a little bit because we can't forget the dark passenger thing between Hannah and Dexter. Um, but then we it kind of seems like anytime else Hannah would have killed Clint, but like he's untouchable to her. Yeah, you can't kill your dad. Yeah. Exactly. So there's it, certain people that you're weak around, you know? So I, I don't exactly know what's going to happen when, when she finds out about Dexter killing her dad. But I do kind of agree with you guys in that it's kind of she kind of knows a little bit and she's not too affected by it because she just wouldn't do it herself. Or she would have done it long ago, I believe. Right. But um, then, of course, we have, uh, we have Hannah is finally putting together the money. She decides that she's going to do it just because Dexter tells him what he told her. Arlene, she is the one who's the witness. She knows that she knows what Hannah did. And she, and Hannah says, she's the only person who can put me back in jail. And I mean, that's a pretty powerful line for Dexter to hear like straight up. This is the person who can ruin our relationship. And he just has to take action. And I kind of did see it coming a little bit with, the dad wants wants money from Dexter, just tries to extort yeah. Dexter, saying that he'll put Hannah away, ruin what's going on. And then well, you want him to. I mean, that's that's yeah. sort of the point of the scene. You you want you want you want Dexter to do this thing. And but, you know, he won't sort of because he doesn't fit the code, especially with the, mm-hmm. the arsonist out there, the phantom. Well, yeah. so many people going down this season, the code is kind of getting <laughs> a little bit hazy. It's yeah. like looking at looking th- looking at the code through fog yeah. somewhat. And you just threw it out tonight. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. He Although, did what he, yeah, Clint's yeah. a pretty bad guy. He never killed anybody. He was, I mean, he's a... He doesn't fit the code. He doesn't right. kill people just because they're a-holes. He kills people for Hannah just because they're a-holes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, get, he gets people off the table that he wants to now have fun with. <laughs> he's killing for love now. Exactly. Yeah, it's scary because he wants to. It's not a dark passenger yeah. telling him what to do anymore. Yeah, this is a... It's a sea change in Dexter's life. It's pretty crazy. Definitely a huge change. And when Hannah... Um, I mean, when Clint... Gives, Han- gives Dexter that other chance, basically saying, you call me after you talk to Hannah. Yeah. I knew it, I mean, I was like, you don't give this killer the chance to set up a meeting to give you the money. <laughs> his own place, his own time, you're dead. You're, de- <laughs> you're dead. There's no... There's Let no. Ins- take it to this abandoned parking lot <laughs> <laughs> over at Sunset Gower. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing something so sketchy to begin with, he's not going to think of it, anything of yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, okay, well, what was the line he said right before he m 99 uh M99 Clint. Oh, I didn't catch that. I can't remember. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. But he remember. said, what's all the plastic for? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What's all the plastic for? <laughs> and then, Let me show you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Yeah. Absolutely loved it. So let's, let's go back to between Dexter and Hannah. De- Hannah cannot figure out what Dexter is kind of referring to as his dark passenger. Right. And she refuses to call it a dark passenger. <laughs> it's been the dark rider. It's been the dark whatever. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and... It kind of seems like she will not accept the fact. She refuses to believe that Dexter can be someone else until he shows that face to Clint. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's weird because over the over I don't know what seven seasons mm-hmm. you just sort of accept this this uh, theory of a dark passenger. It just seems very normal with mm-hmm. Dexter, you know. But then it was fun that when he, that moment when he says, uh, "Yeah, I guess it's, it is, does sound sort of silly when you say it out loud." Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. it does. I mean, you think yeah. it, you're trying to think of something cool. You're like, "My dark Avenger, yeah. my dark killer." No, my dark <laughs> passenger. You know, he's just sits next to <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like it'd be weird if suddenly your boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, starts telling you that <laughs> some, <laughs> there's something else that tells me what to do. Yeah. yeah really? Okay. <laughs> Go to the loony bin. <laughs> Go to American Horror Story Asylum. Go to right. Briarcliff. <laughs> so, so the episode since then kind of deals with Dexter trying to deal with who the dark passenger is inside him. He has a lot of conversations with Harry, which had a great, great kind of balancing between what Harry is to him as opposed to what the dark passenger is to him. And yeah. Harry even says something about it, like, and the crazy thing is, think of who I am compared to who the dark passenger. He may not be any more real than I am. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, that yeah. was kind of like, that was a great shot too because yeah. it like it's it shows Dexter there in the hallway and someone else passes him. Where's Harry? No, nothing there. Yeah. yeah. So we have a. Uh, we have Dexter. We have the arsonist is kind of the leading, the leading bait for the dark passenger this right. this episode. And what did you what did you think of how easily he found the arsonist? Like, did he? I well, mean, I thought it was a little convenient, but you know, because because <laughs> you know, if you really want to go into like what the what what you actually do, you need to clean up that fingerprint so much. Like, if you're actually in the lab, you got to, You know, it wouldn't have been perfect. It takes hours and hours. But you know, of course, there's ellipses, and we got to speed along yeah. the story. <laughs> so it's okay. In between, <laughs> yeah, we had you just this, go. You take uh, some tape, you stick it on there, you peel it off, and scan it. Yeah, there you scan go. it it's on the iPhone. It's not an yeah, there's an app for it. There is an app for it. Yeah. <laughs> no, we just have we have Masuka doing his work, and then Dexter just <laughs> takes his work and. He of the fingerprint. That's how we do it. But uh, so yeah, he he finds out who it's Joseph uh, Jensen. Jo- Joseph Jensen. Jensen. I thought it was it was nice and convenient JJ. how he didn't mm-hmm. use a glove during the well, that had, bus uh, scene. The, the reason why you can quite see we, we sort of uh, compacted it down for time, okay. but the reason why is because he uh, had to light the match. Ah, okay. It's hard. I don't know if you ever lit a match sense. with a big giant glove on. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. So he lit it, threw it, and then was putting his glove back on. And because oh, I was wondering how it ignited, yeah. like how it was ignited. But uh, yeah, so we find out that he goes into he sneaks into the government database like government workers always never late for a break. <laughs> that was a good little dig there before he finds out that Joseph Jensen burned down his school by burning down yeah. his brother's broke into his his, uh, his uh, juvenile records. Yeah, right? his juvenile yeah, yeah, records, yeah. which are sealed to the homicide and to everybody else. And there's a great line between that kind of shows a little bit about what goes on at the end where Dexter realizes that he wants to do this when right. he's blaming it on his dark passenger still, but. Harry says, uh, he says, I thought you promised you, you would give this one over to the police. Like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna take anything from the police. And it's like, I can't control my urge now that I know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, so close. it's like an addiction. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's what you were saying. It's an addiction. It's too, too much for him. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of like, uh, if you're, if, like, remember Pokemon cards, basically? No. Okay. You go. I didn't have them either. <laughs> oh, no, no. Let's go with that. Ma- Can we go with magic? But I'm interested yeah. in this. No, so, let's go. So if you have... Bring, bring your Pokemon. Let's say you have like... You have a box that has 15 random items in it. Right. And somebody tells you that one of them is one you want, but you got to give it as a gift to somebody. You're going to okay. be like, you're going to be like, yeah, well, I mean, now that I know what I want in there, I'm just going to keep it for myself. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to, you know, keep it for myself. I'll give them something later. So he... Right. Okay. We have this. <laughs> Thank you for that analogy, Stephen. <laughs> Nerd alert! <laughs> Do you have a Pokemon show? Because I think you, yeah. I think you're the man. No, this is this is like this is fifth grade, man. I was gangster. Yeah, sure. I was gangster. Just throwing those cards. <laughs> mm. I want to be number one. Okay, so uh, 
then we have this great <laughs> scene where it shows Joseph and Joseph Jensen show up at his house, right. and he's carrying this big garbage bag full of it looked like the accelerant, most likely. Yeah, kerosene. Mm-hmm. kerosene. Puts it down on the desk, and then unlocks his thing, opens it up. And you see, it's like the Batman you suit. You see the suit. It's yeah. like, this is who the guy is. This is the arsonist. Yeah. And this is where he lives. So he walks forward to it, and he's about to grab it, and then it grabs him. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm so way. glad that worked. Yeah, that was like a pitch from the very beginning of the episode. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when you guys were doing it, were you were you you were really hoping the audience would be like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm glad we lived up to your expectations <laughs> as an yeah, audience. Yeah, it's fine. I was like, oh, because that was. I mean, that, that got us. And he, the next thing you know, he's woken up on this table, of course, Dexter Kill Room, with smoke around, kind of... Yeah, woke him up, yeah. yeah. taste of his own medicine. And he... Uh, there wasn't too much of a dialogue between them before he decides that he... just he, wanted to find out who Bobby was. Yeah, yeah you just find out who Bobby was. And the character, since the character's going away for a little <laughs> while... Actually, he's not dead, so he might be coming back. We I'm never, not going to tell you. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is us Good just try, trying to pick your mind a little bit. But, uh, but Dexter has that great realization moment. Yeah. Of, and he even, he even pulls a deb. <laughs> he does. I'm mm-hmm. going to say it. Fuck. Yeah. Like that, the, the knife ready mm-hmm. to go. He's like, he's like, you're just cool. He's like, no, because I want to kill you. It's like, oh. 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 Which oh. is how, uh, yeah, a lot of Dexter's realizations are always on the kill table. You know, with people that he can... Realize something about his life and then get rid of him. Yeah, and we, very controlled. We yeah. talked a little bit before the episode about how the the story arc going from season one to season seven to season eight as well is creating a, is having Dexter's character moving more and more towards humanity. Yeah, and definitely with his with his dark passenger and his arguing with it in a way and arguing with his uh, responsibility for what he's done and everything like that. It's definitely putting him back into human mode. Yeah. And it kind of... are sloppy mm-hmm. and messy and screw things up all the time. One yeah. of my biggest notes for this episode was Dexter is no longer a killer of killers. Dexter is a serial killer. As he comes yeah. into his responsibility and understanding that he wants to kill, he's becoming less, not so much less likable, but less of that vigilante justice that everybody it's loves. It's scary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he's creepier. He is a killer now. He's Don't not, cross him. <laughs> exactly. So in a but way, think, it's... In a way, it's... Okay, I was... I noted down that it, it was such a dramatic evolution from, you know, oh, I have a dark passenger. No, I don't. It's just me. But now, the way we're talking about it, it sounds like it's a de-evolution. And he's, he's going back because he's, he's abandoning the code. I also think that, like you said, he's becoming, you're saying he's becoming human. It's also, for me, makes him, even now, way more relatable. Like, before, I excused <laughs> his killings because it's like, oh, he's Dexter. He's doing good. That guy deserved it. And now it's like, no, now you understand. He has the feelings that everybody else has. He's feeling what it feels like to be in love and be hurt and then be yeah. angry and be. So uh, I like seeing the, like, what makes him now human that we can all relate to his killings even more. <laughs> Don't flip him off on the road. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. They picked the wrong car to cut off. <laughs> Speaking of people who deserve it, uh, let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> how we deserve, <laughs> yeah. we deserve everybody, we deserve to have all of our fans go to iTunes and search for After Buzz Dexter and definitely give us five stars, give us a good rating, and give us a little comment about what you'd like to see in the show, what, kinda, what your comments are on the shows you watch, Kind of just tell us a little bit what you think of our show, and whether it's one star, please don't, or five stars, <laughs> please do. Uh, we always want to know. It only takes a minute. Uh, please t- 
tell a friend. And if you're de- if you're only on iTunes, uh, definitely take a minute and head over to AfterBuzzTV.com because we have all of our shows in crystal clear video quality coming from our oh, AfterBuzz wow. TV mm-hmm. studios uh, hosted on YouTube. And we have this nice little banner at the top. Why don't you tell us about that banner? Well, um, if you want to go buy stuff for you know your friends and loved ones during the holiday season, go to the go to AfterBuzzTV.com and click on the Amazon mm-hmm. banner at the top. You know that that takes a quick second. You know it's very quick. It takes you right to the Amazon page, and then of course you can go ahead and buy stuff there. We get a little bit of a kickback here at AfterBuzz Studios, and guess what? That keeps the lights on and it keeps that AfterBuzz TV goodness flowing into your iPod or other mobile. So you guys suggest yeah. things that people should get that you love or something? No. I mean, we no, it's, it's more an idea. <laughs> it's more just when people go to, go right. to Amazon through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'd say, hey, you can find my wish list at, after, <laughs> at, at Amazon you. slash AfterBuzz slash. <laughs> yeah, it's Christmas time here at AfterBuzz TV, and we need new HD cameras, Sony FX2. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that, that'll be our Kickstarter later this year. But uh, let's, let's go back into it. I want to talk a little bit about um, we kind of we kind of went totally through the arsonist with Dexter because that does bring in through the dark passenger everything. I want to bring up what's going on between LaGuerta and Matthews right now. Just, is, aren't they great mm-hmm. together? Mm-hmm. They oh are. My gosh. Awesome. It's last week. What is it? Behold, the great beast rises up from yeah, the depths. To- <laughs> Tokyo's missing its monster. <laughs> Tokyo's that way, LaGuerta. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I if I knew you were coming, I'd have poured two drinks. <laughs> yeah. It's just I told you this earlier. This is exactly what all the people who have been watching the show since the beginning <laughs> want to say to LaGuerta yeah. because we just we can't stand her and even Matthews said it when it's like oh you're doing cop work interesting <laughs> like you don't do that LaGuardia you just do the politics stuff and then get Matthews fired nine months from his 40 year pension thanks so uh, yeah he left a dead hooker though <laughs> where is that <laughs> and that was an interesting that's an interesting point to make for, the, for this next line because the first yeah. thing we see yeah. them in is this uh, it's a Chinese, is, a Chinese restaurant a and she's like this one. is a dump and she's and he says I don't know, LaGuardia. It's it's some place you take hookers and ugly women. <laughs> and then she says, "You guys were laughing over there." But then she says, "You would know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just like yeah. going at Love each it. other all day long. And they're, they're, Matthews obviously does like Dexter because when anytime LaGuardia mentions his name, he's more like, "No, nah, it couldn't be Dexter. It couldn't be Dexter." And yeah. even even the fact we, we have see a history that, together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you knew, knew uh, Harry. Really he knew well, Harry. He knew him. He was like their uncle. Like there's there's been flashbacks in, in previous seasons where you see Matthews coming over and he's like, you know, patting Dexter on the head and telling Deborah mm-hmm. to go do something else. You know. Yeah, I mean, Matthews knew Dexter's history, and Deborah didn't. Like it's yeah, it's he's he's been there, and the fact that even if Dexter gets revealed, I don't think it would be Matthews could believe it if right. if he talks anything about Harry's code or anything like that because. Matthews knew Harry so well, and Deb knew Harry so well, and nobody expected this. Yeah, they were careful back then. Yeah, yeah. Like back hunting then. trips, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Dexter, Dexter <laughs> and Harry, yeah. So we have a... They're kind of talking about it. They're bringing up the police report, the police boats and stuff. And LaGuardia mentions that Dexter moved his moved his boat from the marina, right. like right around the time of the investigation. It was right when they were. It was the rocks. It was right when they found the rocks that had the moss on it that uh-huh. they thought mm-hmm. that Bay Harbor Butcher had, had been using. And so he was to, like, to weigh down the bodies, right? Right. In the plastic yeah. bags. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> and be detail oriented. So they decide to uh, they decide to check out the the Glen, like the. What is it called? 
the place where Dokes' shack was, the shack that Dokes oh, yeah, was in. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. swamp area, in the Everglades. Right? Yeah, the swamp. Everglades. Everglades. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Everglades, yeah. That's a nice name for it. The Glen. The Glen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's come to the Glen. You know, the, the nice terrace down on the, on the coast of the Everglades. <laughs> and uh, so they decide that that's the best kind of course of action. See who owns that. See what's going on there. That's where Dokes was blown up by Lila back in the day. Yeah, spontaneously yeah. combusted. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they go there and... Uh, the guy says that you're talking about the Bay Harbor Butcher. I've already told the cops everything I know. I rented this guy from, uh, I'm sure you know the name, Scott. I totally let it slip. Is that the character's name Santos? Santos. Oh, Santos Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, we, I got this place from Santos Jimenez. I was renting it to him during the time. And that kind of sparks the, where have I heard that name before? Yeah. And Matthews is the one to bring it up about, okay, well. There's, sent- there's the connection right there. And he and uh, LaGuardia probably would, never would have found it. Yeah. No, it wouldn't have hit her at all. Yeah, she didn't know any of the, any of the stuff about Dexter. Yeah. And that's when LaGuardia finds out that Brian and Dexter were brothers. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Yeah. That's seriously a bombshell dropping yeah. on Beaver Cleaverville right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if there's anything that's going to lead, that's going to make LaGuardia hungry and salivate at the mouth to raise her teeth to Dexter to try to get him, it's going to be this. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing, there's no more evidence that could have shoved it in her face more that she's onto something. Yeah. Who's more likely to to want Santos Jimenez dead? Dokes? Dexter. Or Dexter, who saw his mother get killed by this guy. Yeah. And she did. I think think she somewhat had romantic feelings for Dokes. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Dexter as well. She she did. She liked touching his his leg a lot. That's right. Yeah. She caressed. I don't think Dexter had romantic feelings for (laughs) Dokes. No. (laughs) (laughs) Just messing with But yeah, so. Creep. (laughs) How could you think of that? (laughs) Surprise, mother. <laughs> um, actually, I want to ask you: Have you have you seen some of the pictures floating around? I love them. All those all those memes. Yeah, the dokes memes with yeah. surprise, and we have we had a picture a while back. Supplies. Supplies. <laughs> the Staples thing in the background. <laughs> uh, the best one I saw was the birth control that had a picture of Doke's face on it. It says surprise, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so good. And so they they, they talk to the guy. They find about Jimenez, and this kind of is. This is kind of the end of the arcs for this episode because right. we're going into we're going into what is it the last two episodes of the yeah. season mm-hmm. two more right. oh I can't man. believe it I don't know if I want to be here at AfterBuzz I just want to have a party <laughs> on the finale because I've been saying since the beginning I believe Deb's gonna die <laughs> no facial clues dang it <laughs> he's a good poker player <laughs> I know we should start calling you Brian Beaver <laughs> Jim Jim Beaver <laughs> <laughs> poker face bluffing for the win but uh, yeah so we have we, we've gone through LaGuardia we've gone through that let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the situation we had with Quinn and Batista mm-hmm. and kind of their oh, whole gosh. partnership and its waves that it's kind of putting on. I mean, we had at the end of at the end of last season they weren't on such good terms. Beginning of this season right. they kind of smoothed it over with that drink in the bar. That was a good scene. It gave yeah. them both a chance to be like, "I this is this, this is this. Yeah. We're cool. We're cool. Yeah. We're good. They're bros. Yeah, All right. and They're I mean partners." I honestly, oh, I shouldn't raise my chair because the camera, but I honestly believe that. <laughs> Do you think, I mean, as a writer for the show, did Quinn giving Batista the ten grand affect Batista's decision in letting Nadia go there without trying to arrest her or trying to get a report from her? Oh yeah, sure. It's all of it. it's like that, that whole history between the two of them is it de- definitely helps. I mean, Quinn didn't. He wasn't trying to bribe him out of that thing. 
It was, yeah. yeah, he didn't know what he was going to do he didn't, at all. Because right? when we were watching, when we were watching the episode when Quinn gives him the check for ten grand, gives him yeah. the envelope, like I was just there, like, oh no, oh no, because <laughs> I honestly I was thinking that would immediately the next episode be leading something bad towards Batista. Yeah, we all yeah. felt like there would be a money trail, you know, right. cause, you know, first electronically, you know, going between them two, and then, well, where did he get that money? How did that right. ten grand suddenly appear yeah. in Quinn's possession? Yeah, and I think it's only no. lucky on <laughs> it's only lucky on uh, on Quinn's part that Batista's the one, the only one who caught that Quinn was at the evidence locker that day and signed in that day, along with like you know four hundred other people. Yeah, yeah. but but Batista's yeah. the only one who is smart enough to be a detective and actually confront him and actually look into it a bit because yeah. it seems like that whole thing has been dropped too much a bit well because i don't he never really believed it anyway it's like when you're working with somebody like mm-hmm. that every day you don't you you may know that they may you know go around the edges every once in a while but to like flat out steal something i don't even think that's in batista's mind that his partner could do that yeah that was mm-hmm. that was a very big he was just giving him the heads up in that scene he was like saying just so you know that kind of drove people are going to talk to you about this so you should yeah yeah, you might want to know that. And Quinn definitely drove Quinn off the map for people having him be one of the most likable characters. <laughs> I mean, everyone, fan boards and everything are just like, Quinn, <laughs> come on, Quinn. <laughs> are you serious? Like, come on, man. And then the scene where he enters the bar, Batista, like, urges him to bring back up so he won't let him go without him. So he goes with, uh, he goes with Queen to the foxtail. Foxhole. Fox Hole, man. It's okay. I'm ruining. I'm so embarrassed. It's good that I'm here. You got to come back next week to correct my mistakes too. Then, <laughs> so he goes to the Fox Hole and he confronts George, and George forcefully brings Nadia out by the hair. I mean, it's pretty. Should I, should I? Mm-hmm. With a gun in his hand. <laughs> yeah, with a gun in his hand and everything. And Just don't hit me. <laughs> Quinn. Quinn requests that he let her go. <laughs> let her go. Let, yeah. let her go. And then, and, like... And uh, his stance in that position, too, was just like, oh, man, come on, did you have to do the one-handed? <laughs> she pulls it out. Yeah. Yeah. The quick draw. That's more of a that's more of a role fit for Jim Beaver. Elworth. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and Georgie hits her, and he says, if you put her hand on one more time, I'm gonna... Does he say I'm gonna kill you or I'm gonna shoot you? Uh, I think I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna yeah, kill yeah, you. Yeah. So... Bam! <laughs> and he just pulls out his gun, shoots Does him. Does it? That's. He's a man of his word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is a man of his word. I thought that was. But it surprised you guys. That was another fun yeah. moment where you guys like what? <laughs> it's like it's like we kind of thought it was going to happen, but you never thought that he would go that far with Batista just right outside the door and everything. Yeah, and, and he didn't have a gun in his hand or anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that was murder. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's straight up straight up murder. Yeah. Quinn's definitely human. Yeah, <laughs> and you know what? I was, yeah. I was really worried for Batista in that scene because I was like, "Wait a minute!" With all this stuff we've been talking about, with the money trail and everything, and right. you know, it could end up being bad luck. What if I, I felt like when Batista fell down? What if he got there and they were shooting that false round off, and Batista got hit <laughs> by it? <laughs> wow, we were worried that uh, that she was going to sh- that. Uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, Katja. Oh, what's her Nadia? Nadia. Yeah, Nadia was going to shoot the. It's going to shoot Quinn. <laughs> like, How can we be sure? Oh, we'll just ride it that way. Oh. <laughs> so, so Quinn gets out of it by having Nadia shoot him in the arm. Right. And, of course, Batista brings up another point. Like, every, every time we see Quinn doing something stupid and Batista talking to him, because Batista's an actual good detective, yeah. he, he's bringing up, like, he's confronting him. He's like, yeah. look, you're my partner. I'm going to talk to you about this. Like, this is, you got to tell me the truth. And, of course, Batista is 
he is the partner. You got to believe him. Right. They have their back. They got to believe that. Right. So, I mean, when Quinn says that's how it happened, I mean, that's how it happened. He accepts it. And, and I'm he's, just, getting, and so he's getting a little tired of all mm-hmm. this, too. Like, I think you yeah. said, yeah. like, uh, go to Papa's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's getting close <laughs> to retirement, too. So, yeah. hey, you know what? I'll just let it slide this time. Yeah. Because yeah. he knocked on somebody else, if you remember, like uh, uh, Dokes back in the day. He, he went and, and talked to IA. Is that what they call that? Yeah. Yeah, talked to IA and knocked him out. He didn't feel good about that at all. No, you know, so he yeah. always has yeah. that conscience in him. That's he what is. makes him so lovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 he's so sweet and funny. And Zayas is, he's fantastic. He's a good human being too. He's like a former cop. Don't interview him on kill podcast, Batista. Right? <laughs> We're telling you right now. This is this is a must. Do not kill Batista. <laughs> all right, okay. I'm going to take that, put a pin in it. And yeah, never see that again. <laughs> if you do kill him, send him over to AfterBuzz to talk about it afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, we'd love yeah, we to have love David him. in there. I mean, even. <sighs> Everything I hear about him, he's such a great he's guy. He's a good guy. So I'm, I, I mean, you can't play a character like that without being just kind of like that. Yeah. So we do have just, that's just a little bit of Quinn. I don't know how. Can I say th- this about, like, uh, if you, the podcast that I do, uh, the Dexter Wrap Up, it's on, it's on the Showtime website. Uh-huh. Uh, we actually talk, I talk with uh, uh, Quinn, I talk with Desmond Harrington. And we talk all about this whole, the whole thing. The whole shooting, mm-hmm. his whole history with Deb, you know. So after after listening to this, check if out. You listen check to one, out. If you listen to yeah. one other one, yeah, yeah. And if you didn't remember, Scott Reynolds is the doer of the Dexter. Album. That's right, I'm the host. Yeah, 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 he's the host. I'm the host. <laughs> and the the doer. Host, yeah, and the, or the doer. <laughs> the doer. You are the doer. They make a, like a shirt doer. <laughs> doer. <laughs> They'd be like, I like that scotch. No, a different doer. <laughs> and. Here at AfterBuzz, we recap the episodes and we do some interviews. Yeah. But the Dexter Wrap Up podcast is really amazing. If you've never listened to it, you definitely do want to listen to it because you have some of you have I some have access. Mm-hmm. I've got you a little have, bit of access. Yeah, you have access. <laughs> you've had Yvonne on the show. You've had Ray on the show. You've had yeah. CS Lee on the show. I, I got mean, Michael yeah. C. Hall next week. Really? Oh, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's that is the. That is the place to go. So listen to this, and, yeah. then, and then you listen to mine. <laughs> well, yeah, because we recap yeah. the episode. You kind of go through the episode, but it's more of a one-on-one with, with, yeah. who, with the guest you have because you want to mm-hmm. – of course you want to centrally base it on the guests you have. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we did the interview with Amy as opposed to just kind of having – Is she great? She's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Amy Garcia. So nice. Chicagoan. And we had a nice little surprise visit by Maria Menounos during that interview. No. <laughs> Got to give that shout-out to Maria there. <laughs> They're like, who's the most fit? <laughs> so, so, yeah. Fit off. The fit she off, did right? ask her what she does to work out. Yeah, she's lean. <laughs> and if you didn't catch that, if you didn't catch that interview, there's a great line by Amy. It's like, if I was a lesbian, you'd totally be my type. <laughs> awesome line. I, if you're going to use a quote, she's from like, that, yeah. she likes plays poker. She's great. Yeah, yeah I definitely a joy to have her. And plus, she was she was. Pro- I mean, of course, I was talking to you about booking on here before, but I hope that she kind of helped ease the process. She did. Along. She told me it was really fun, so I was like, "All right, I'll yes, <laughs> that's what we like to do. We like to get guests who enjoy their time, and we want to make them enjoy their time. So we're really glad that you gave us your time tonight. Yeah, yeah sure. Um, do we have? Do you want to hit up any points about the episode before we kind of get into a one-on-one or not one-on-one nah, three-on-one let's go to thing? Him. Let's go to Scott. Yeah, I'm we, Scott. We can do a catch of the week later next week. We're gonna we're gonna get into some Scott. All right. Everything we've been saying tonight, it's got so much sexual <laughs> connotation. Yeah, you <laughs> get into Scott. This is the three-on-one. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, okay, let's go. <laughs> so. 
On Twitter, of course, you posted that you co-wrote this episode. Yes, this with one's Lauren Gustis and Jace Richdale. They're amazing writers. Yeah, yeah. Well, Good team. completely evidenced by the episode itself. I no, mean, thanks. this was... We were laughing every two minutes. Like, this <laughs> this had such... It wasn't... It wasn't too comedic, right? But the comedy was well placed enough that it was more. It was more dramatic comedy that we would laugh at it. But it's not something that the people in the show would be cracking up right, or anything right. because it's mostly laughing at what you know and what they don't know. It's the beauty of Dexter, yeah, exactly. Because yeah. suddenly you're, you're in his you're in his uh, viewpoint on everything, and and the world suddenly does seem sort of strange. The things that people do, yeah. So like, uh, you go ahead. Yeah. Jeff. So like, what's your guys's writing process? Um. What's our writing process? We sit in a room. We have like the, we got a writers' room. We got a big board up on this side. And we got another big board over on this side, and we we basically tell a lot of fart jokes. <laughs> it's like fart joke, fart joke, dick joke, and then uh, and then then we're like, oh, what about this for Dexter? And then that that'll work out. And there'll be like six more fart jokes, and then well, what about this? You know. So is Jennifer sort Carpenter the head of the table? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So yeah, we're there in the room from like ten to six, and we figure out what it is that Dexter is going to learn in this episode, or what he's going what's going to challenge him, you know, and then figure the story what what the big bad's going to teach him so you, know, yeah. you started on the show on the second season right no actually i came on i came on uh, first season halfway through okay uh, i got asked by clyde phillips as a showrunner then like what i'd worked with him before i came on as a writing assistant you know and so i uh, i hustled my way my way up they had lots of pitches in the room a lot of things stuck which is always a good feeling you know when you see your when you see your ideas yeah. suddenly happening on on screen um and then second season i had like a, some really great pitches that 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 uh so they gave me a script you know and then that got nominated for a wga award mm-hmm. for like best episodic and then then i got brought on season three i actually i think mm-hmm. i think like i became staff writer after or right when i got my episode on, on uh for 10 so i was halfway through season two i became a staff writer yeah i mean that's that's the that's dream right there yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i mean for for a series to to get that kind of to get that noticed, for people to actually appreciate your input and actually get you yeah. the, to the to the position that you deserve to be at, obviously, with you got pushed to that position for season four, of course, and then season four being what most people consider the best season of Dexter ever so far. Yeah, John mm-hmm. Lithgow was amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and the nicest man on the planet. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's weird. You're like talking to him. You're like, this is the guy from Blowout. <laughs> this guy he tried from, to kill yeah. the world. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's very. I'm sure he can be intimidating though too when, oh, when yeah, he's yeah. on set. When he's on the thing, and then they say cut, and then he's like back to jail. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so what is for for Dexter in your role that you've had in this yeah. series so far? What's your most memorable like? You you watch the episode. You've seen your writing come to life, and you're just so proud of how it turned out. Like, what is that moment for you when you're watching the series? Oh man, I, yeah, I don't know. I uh, I mean, like you said, season four, season four was a lot of fun with Trinity. You know, watching Dexter think I can have it all, and quickly mm-hmm. realizing that he couldn't. I love that. There's ah. I can't pick a moment. I can't. I love, I love it all so much. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I love working on Dexter. I feel so stinking lucky to have done this, you know, because I came up the hard way. I did a lot. I worked on a lot of shows as a script coordinator and as a writing assistant. I was on, like, Skin and Touched by an Angel. I was a like, writing assistant on that for, like, the, season nine or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was on a show called E-Ring where I, I finally got a staff writer, and then and that was a lot of fun. But Dexter, I saw, I mean, I remember seeing the pilot for Dexter. I was working on E-Ring. I was a staff writer on that. And uh, so, you know, a lot of times everyone comes in with pilots and they're like, oh, let's watch this pilot. So we watched, we watched this, you know, this, this pilot of Dexter, you know, way before it was out. And, uh, 
it took a while to even realize that's Michael C. Hall, who was uh, uh, David on Six Feet Under. Yeah. Like, I didn't even mm. recognize the guy. And I was like, this is the show I want to be on. Oh, my gosh. This is the greatest show ever. So just the, just the fact that I was able to, to, to work as a writing assistant on the show was, was, was fun. So I'm, I'm really almost every day I go to work, I'm... It's, Happy. it's horrible to say that, but I'm <laughs> love really, it. I love it. I do. I can't believe I get to do it. I can't believe I get to do it. That's what I always wanted to do. Yeah, it's crazy. Awesome. I keep waiting for someone to realize that I'm just an idiot. <laughs> Kick me out. Telling fart jokes at the table for <laughs> yeah, six hours a yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. I have a question. Um, Dexter, it's funny because he's a killer, but he's yeah. everybody, America's favorite lovable serial killer. Um, so as far as the research, research excuse me, that goes into like knowing how to write, like, from the perspective of a serial killer. Um, But I also read on you that you were a youth group president, was that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a long, long time ago. My mom's a pastor. Yeah, and big (laughs) into, that's what I was going to ask with the spirituality and the religious reference, obviously, you know, in the previous season, and we saw a lot to do with religion. Oh, yeah, Brother Sam, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, I think in the article I read about you, I just, hold on, let me make sure it was right. Um, Let's see. Uh, you said you like stories of violence, blood, and redemption, and like, that yeah, was one man. of the things uh, with yeah, the Bible gr- that you like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Reading, the, reading the Old Testament, I was like way into the Old Testament growing up. I used to do, like, I'll do all these like contests and stuff. It was pretty crazy, intense, and sort of fun and weird. But uh, yeah, the Old Testament is nothing but, I mean, Samson, the story that everybody sort of likes, Samson's a serial killer. He's got like a jawbone of an ass that he slays 600 people with. Dexter doesn't have those numbers yet. <laughs> yeah, David slew 10,000 people. <laughs> like I, 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 I love, yeah, I love it. I love it, and I, and I really like Dexter because, um, look, I love uh, Breaking Bad, great show. But we're sort of on a different trajectory than Breaking Bad, you know. Like Breaking Bad, you got Walter White, this poor guy who's got cancer. How's he going to deal with this? And he starts stealing meth, and he doesn't really like doing any of this. But you, you know, you guys are probably caught up to this season. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Can't look away. Flat out bad guy. Every bit as bad as Dexter was season one. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then. Dexter is sort of like this strange redemptive path that he's on toward toward human. I mean, not, not that he'll ever be like a good guy. I don't necessarily think, but but he's definitely becoming more human, becoming a little bit better and nicer. And you know, we're always one step away from the good. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, my my mom. It took a while for my mom to to come around to the show, though. <laughs> Quite a while. She's like, women don't uh, really talk like that, De- uh, Scott. I was like, and yeah, they do. Yeah, Deb does. <laughs> Did you have any did you have questions, Sean? Yeah, I had a couple. Okay, so how did you get um, like early cuts? I watched. I think I watched all of them. They're, oh yeah, they're, they're good. fun, right? Yeah, they're yeah. really fun. It's, it's a nice darker to, Dexter. Yeah, yeah, it's nice to have those little like you know they're only a couple of minutes long each episode, yeah. but they're so good and it's to the point. And I, I love the you know I love the drawings, the animation there, yeah. the motion. David Mack did, did the one yeah. I did. Yeah, all in the yeah. family. Yeah. yeah, and oh, that's the, that was the first one I watched actually. So oh, how, fun. So how did you? So how did you get like into that? Like doing you just like you know what I want to write for this one. I too. love comic books. So you know Bill Sankowitz, I forget how to pronounce his name. Sankowitz did did one of them, and then. You know, David Mack did, did the one that I, that I worked with them on. Um, it was sort of a, a, a pitch that I had a long time ago that we should do, like, Dexter Year One. If I don't know if any Batman nerds out there. There was Batman yeah. Year One, which is, like, all about the beginning of Batman. So I said, we should do, like, little short cartoon, you know, not animated things of that. And uh, sort of nothing happened. All of a sudden, bam, it happened. So, so that, you know, that's how, that's how that, that came about. And it's really, it is really fun. What I did is a little different than what Lauren Gussis and Tim Schlotman did. They, they sort of gave you uh, a sort of behind-the-scenes look at how Dexter got blood slides, why he, why he uh, dumps people out in the ocean, you know, which it sort of uh, explains his process to a certain extent. 
um, was the one that I did this year uh, on the family, which got nominated for PGA Award for best mm-hmm. web episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're clapping there, Martin. So you know, <laughs> producers vote for it. Um, this was sort of like a, uh, a a bridge between season seven and or no, between season six and seven. You know, Dexter thinking he could never have something, and, and there's like a really. Uh, you should definitely after you after you watch uh, the finale of this season, you should look back at this look back at uh, early uh, the early cuts all in the family again because they're connected. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a really yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah it's cool it's fun sort of and, and we didn't even plan it out that's what's even better yeah so. so. A lot of people, a lot of people ask when you ever talk about Dexter. The biggest thing is like, I can't believe Deb loves Dexter. So, right. So <laughs> people get like pissed. Yeah. yeah. It's like this is a guy who, who who strips people down, puts them on a table, wraps them in plastic, kills them, chops them up into you know seventeen pieces, puts them in six bags, and throws them in the ocean, and like love gets people pissed. (laughs) (laughs) How how did that come about with with the whole incestuous storyline between Deborah and Dexter? Like, how did hold on. It's not necessarily incestuous because they're not. They're, they're not, not related. Blood. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kept telling you that. No, yeah. I've argued this See, many times. No, I'm, I'm like, they really could go. <laughs> no, I know it's not incestuous, but I use that term just because it is. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put that back up there. But wasn't yeah. there? We we have been discussing this so much this season. Yeah. Wasn't there an illusion though? In I think one of the earlier seasons, like season two or three, where um, we I think it was probably season three, where they find out that well, not find out, but that Mo- Laura Moser may have had an affair with Harry. And right. that's where we think, okay, maybe Dexter's no, no, a product was, of that. No, because there was an, uh, was it season two? I think it was season two where he found out that Joe something or other. Joe, remember, he sent uh, a DNA sample mm-hmm. back to Masuka, and the, 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 he finds out who his dad, yeah. dad is. Yeah, so it's not. Yeah, it's not Harry. But to, to be clear, like Deborah, in no ways was thinking I want to get with Dexter by this thing. It was just sort of this realization that all my life I've wanted Dexter. I wanted someone like Dexter. I wanted my brother. And that's why she made all these weird choices that she had. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just like a weird hairy thing that she had going on. It was it was going after these unavailable men, you know? So it uh, was never it was never about a sexual attraction too much as much to it was a, a little bit I mean there was that she did have that dream where they yeah. were <laughs> the thing and all the <laughs> Yeah. People screamed No Yeah <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? They they kissed, yeah. So what can what can you tell us about the end of the season? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> I, why would I want to mess that up for you guys, man? Yeah. We don't want you to. We just have to ask. You know, we we it's would be great. I, I tell you, man, this is this is up there as far as my favorite seasons. Yeah, really like, agreed. Four, you know, four and one are my favorites, and uh, two is great too. But uh, yeah, this 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 is. It was really fun to sort of at the end of season six to be able to to be sort of unleashed. Once Deborah found out what Dexter mm-hmm. was doing, I felt like we were able to just go deep and dark and crazy, you know. Even with her, because yeah. yeah, she's yeah. gone away from being such the straight shooter cop, yeah, and now yeah. she's like, "Hey, let's do. Hey, can we kill this There's person? A lot of gray yeah. in her Did you life vet now. him? She's yeah. already like using, she's using all his, his terms. Yeah, she asked him. Yeah, she asked him to kill somebody. Yeah, just like her dad. And that reminded mm-hmm. me of. One of our last questions before we go into our favorite uh, favorite quotes, because I know you got to get out of here pretty soon. Um, before we do like news and gossip and all that, when you found out that you when it was basically you found out that you were not going to be able to do your, that you're ending with season eight, right? Like that next season is the last season. How does that have an effect on you and the group of writers that control like how everything's going to work out? How did that speed up the process and how you put things in order? To make it come to, I'm sure the amazing climax that it's going to for this entire series. 
again, it's like the handcuffs are taken off. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fun to work toward a goal, to, for sure, for sure. Because, I mean, sometimes you feel like you keep spinning, okay, Dexter's going to learn about the darkness and light. And then, he, then, and then a lot of times he sort of resets a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I mean that's all. I'm not gonna. Is it kind of? <laughs> is it kind it's of? It's exciting. I tell you, it's exciting. We're we're in the middle of we're 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 uh, in the middle of breaking season eight right now. I just read the the first episode mm. today. You know, wow. I think it's it's gonna it's gonna be fun. People are gonna scream in their TVs. Is it kind of bittersweet at the same time? Yeah, yeah. Like I'll miss it. I'll miss it a lot. But but you also don't want to be the, the 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 guy that overstays the party either. You know, you don't want to be the office. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a low blow. But. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there comes a certain yeah. But who knows? You know, you never know what's in store with television. Who knows? All right. Well, I want to give the floor to these guys again. I asked too many. Oh well, um, you know, I wanted to know if Lila was your idea because <laughs> I loved her. She and was I, fantastic, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. that English the, the pale mm-hmm. English titty vampire. Yeah, <laughs> she's such a femme fatale for, yeah, for Dexter, she's and I fantastic. really enjoyed it. Yeah, and so, she's like. No, no, it was no, like a room idea, but oh, it was—it was okay. definitely thinking. Yeah, no, it was—it was a room. It was a room pitch. Okay, and she was she was great. Mm-hmm. She was so crazy, and you sort of understood why Dexter wanted to go for her. What's mm-hmm. her name? Jamie Murray. Yes. Uh, and then in the same breath, you're going, "No, Dexter, yeah. don't do that." <laughs> yeah, Just, no, Lila's fantastic. That was the only one who Killed wasn't it. a blonde that he yeah. was going for. But that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not not a choice. I, we, I got asked that. I've been asked that. Like, I, I've been people tweeted me and J. Scott, Amy, and they've said, uh, "Does Dexter have a mommy thing?" And it was like, no, "That's just who we cast. That's just what happens. You never know." Yeah. <laughs> if we got Angela Bassett, who knows? You know, <laughs> a different story, you know, but. <laughs> and uh, so one of the biggest one of the biggest things was the end of season four. Was that kind of the same way? Yeah, I, I co-wrote that one. Yeah, yeah. Getting getting rid of Rita. Yeah. Uh, was that also planned from the very beginning of the season? Um, it was definitely something we, we, we found. And it was, it was exciting because she, we sort of carried her, as, it was what you were saying earlier, we sort of carried her as far as she could possibly go because people are starting to sort of get angry at her. You mm. know? Because we're watching her from Dexter's point of view. I mean, if, if this were any other show, like same with Dokes, if this were any, like Dokes should have been the hero. That should have been Riggs and Murtaugh or something on Lethal Weapon going after the, or I guess he's a, a loner. <laughs> But in any other movie, Dokes is the good guy going after there's a serial killer in, the, in this police station, you know? And suddenly we're rooting for Dokes to die. And I think, to a certain extent, that sort of happened with, with Rita. I mean, some people were really hurt by it. But, you know, she, she's always question, she started questioning Dexter and asking him, where have you been? And you start to sort of not like her as much because she, she's not letting Dexter do what we want him to do. And it's like of, why we want Skylar to die in Breaking Bad. <laughs> We're like, kill her, kill her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, you don't know what to bit. do. Yeah. What were you going to say, Sean? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it's the, the annoying spouse, the annoying <laughs> wife, whatever, just nagging, nagging, and then got rid of her. And then you miss, then you miss it afterwards. Yeah. It's like you sort of regret that decision, but... But it was the it was the right decision. It was the right thing for 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 Dexter for sure. Oh yeah, that was anybody I talk to always you know goes through that moment. Just I remember watching it, and I had a friend watch it ahead of me, and I'm like, don't tell me, don't tell me. He's like, he's like, I'll give you a thousand dollars if you can guess the ending. And I tried to guess so many different endings, and never once did that come oh, into my cool. mind. Yeah. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, so it was awesome. I bet this season's going to be somewhat of the same. That's the hope. That's the hope. We'll see. We'll see. So do you have any shout-outs you want to give to anyone on your Twitter or anything like that you want to talk about? Of course, we've already gone over a little bit about you. Totally, you and David Mack nominated for the PGA Award for Dexter Early Cuts. If you haven't seen it, you should look at it. All in the family. Yeah, yeah, it's great, Dark, and it's... uh, 
Uh, you go to Dutch's childhood. It's uh, it's beautiful stuff. It's, it looks it looks gorgeous, all by watercolor and stuff. Yeah, mm. you should check it out. It's a good story, and, and it really ties into this season. Like you will be incomplete unless you watch it for this season. Yeah, mm. I'll go that far. After Buzz viewers, you got to check out Dexter Early Cuts. Yeah, by our own, uh, by our own Scott Reynolds here. I guess it's yeah, our own yeah. now that you've been on our show. <laughs> I'll be your own. And then tonight, <laughs> you've definitely... entered me. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Get inside, <laughs> Scott Reynolds. <laughs> so, you obviously I'm probably on. have a favorite quote from this episode, and that's kind of our little. We do a little oh, throwback every quote. every uh, every week about our favorite quotes <laughs> from the episode itself. And I love Vince Masuka's uh, "I got to restock my spank bank." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Masuka. C.S. Lee's an amazing guy too, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, so funny. Oh my goodness! I tweet, I try to tweet him like all the time to try to get him here. He is steady. Oh, he's having yeah, he's having a baby. So oh really? Oh, I didn't know that. That's why he's wow. so busy. There's news and gossip right there. <laughs> C.S. Lee having a little Lee, and then we have be careful of being burned because she's so hot. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Right. He, yeah he that's had, what like, I mean. We could just give him lines, and he just nails it every time. Yeah. He had like three zingers right, and like you're saying, because yeah. he also was like, "Oh, um, she's sexting you. Was she sexting you?" And who's giving you X nose? <laughs> who's, who's giving you kisses? Yeah, kisses. Yeah, kisses. kisses. <laughs> but he popped up. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. amazing for me. This was a lot of fun too because it, uh, the director was Michael Lehman. Hmm. Michael Lehman of Heather's fame. You guys might be too young. Yeah, a little bit too young. I, it's Heather's like, Heather's is like one of the greatest dark comedies ever made. You know the guy. So, yeah, if you've never seen it, you should. Winona Ryder. Yeah. Winona Ryder. Those puzzled looks in there. Winona yeah. Ryder. <laughs> yeah, and Christian Slater. It is, it is awesome. So that's, you know, it's one of my favorite movies growing up. My mom didn't like that I liked that movie so much. It's basically about a guy, a guy <laughs> like it could have been made nowadays, about a, Christian Slater is going to kill everybody in the school. That sort of a thing. But it's very, very, very funny. It shaped my worldview to a certain extent. Um, and suddenly I'm sitting on set with Michael Lehman, you know? Mm. It's a lot of fun. It's good directing. Awesome. Yeah. One favorite quote I had from this episode. I I think I love you too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That look on his face, these emotions yeah. crawling up into that end of his, his face. He's yeah. puzzled. Yeah. Like Dexter yeah. is like, what what are these is that things? What this is? Is this love that I'm feeling? <laughs> it's a song. <laughs> that was White Snake. Yes! I like that song too. <laughs> Any quotes, JJ? Oh, you know, usually mine are always with Deb and the F-bomb. And I don't think she didn't have, she didn't have any. any. Yeah. yeah, she, yeah, wasn't, yeah. she <laughs> wasn't in this episode too much. Yeah. How about Matthews and the F-bomb? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go question Dexter. No, I'm going to do it. I'm a lot less likely to fuck it up. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so did you have any anything that oh, you... Oh, man, I don't know. I wrote that. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Took my own horn. I thought an oh. interesting one. It wasn't necessarily like my, for funniness, but for writing-wise, I like the line, I can cut a body have a million pieces, yeah. but how do I help Hannah put her life back together? So yeah. That, yeah. That, that was I think what's fun is like every guy in the world has been in that situation yeah. sort of when suddenly someone you love is crying and you're just like, uh, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to do here. Uh, yeah. And then I like the <laughs> way I Han- something? <laughs> Hannah referred to her methods as other options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When yeah. other people threaten you, you find other options. So <laughs> I think that kind of that wraps up our, uh, our favorite quotes. You want to go ahead and get into some news and gossip? I think we're going to get yeah, some news and gossip, gossip. with explosions. Ah, I like we're it. We're a big fan of explosions at After Buzz TV. So, uh, news and gossip, C.S. Lee is having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I and think J.J. Know. had a good... Well, we just had that in the movie Guilt Trip, there's two killers from Dexter, both in the cast. Oh, so, right. And they're a couple, right? Yeah, Who? they're a couple. Um, so, Hannah, and then... Um, we have uh, Ian St- Yvonne Strahovski, yeah. and then we have uh, Colin Hanks. Colin, Colin Hanks, Hanks. Mm-hmm. starring oh. in that movie. Uh, did you guys have any other news and gossip? I got nothing. That's all I had. I was 
trying to prepare so much for Sky I, I didn't want to think <laughs> about this stuff. Uh, so I was researching him, though. I did have one quick question. Yeah, I, yeah. It, on your LinkedIn, it says that you got kicked out of college for shenanigans. I did, I did. I what are kicked. those shenanigans? <laughs> uh, I went to a little, a little college called Union University, and uh, I got uh, the paper that my parents received said, I was kicked out for launching missiles skyward and inciting riots. Ooh. Wow. I was a troubled. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Anarchy in the UK. <laughs> I did. I, I took a while finding myself. <laughs> you became human finally. <laughs> yeah, that's a good research. Look at that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so I really want to get into get into predictions. Internet scary. <laughs> <laughs> Because I want to hear your predictions for how the season's going to end. <laughs> You're going to keep trying, aren't you? We'll get something. <laughs> Maybe off camera. No, I'm just, no we're not going to get anything. <laughs> this is, this is a Stonewall Reynolds here. <laughs> well, you looked like Grissom from CSI for a second. <laughs> it's the beard. Yeah, there you go. Um, what are your predictions, predictions guys? Well, um, I think... Obviously, Matthews is going to confront Dexter with these questions, but he—he's—he's he's obviously going to—he likes him, you know. He's not going to grill him too hard. He's and still I, a cop, though. Yeah. He is still a cop, but yeah. I think Dexter's just going to lie his ass off, and it's there's nothing going to be resolved through that. And he's a good liar, that Dexter. He is. Uh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> and like, where is just going to get pissed that Matthews doesn't come up with anything? Well, spoiler picture alert. I don't know. I saw pictures of Hannah serving dinner to Dexter and some others. Uh, so I predict a little, another poisoning action from Hannah. Mm. Mm. Um, I predict that uh, the Hannah and Dexter's family are going to be getting together. I mean, we've kind of confirmed that from some of the pictures and everything, that they're <laughs> going to become more of a familial unit. Um, we saw in the preview something about Deborah being poisoned by, by Hannah. I don't believe that. I honestly don't think that Deb is going to be poisoned by Hannah because Hannah wouldn't do that to Dexter because he would be onto her like that so quickly. I still think Deb's going to die at the end of the season. I'm still like stone cold believe that. I think that and he's hard. I know. Wow. This guy's got good yeah. Yeah. creative predictions. <laughs> also, I think we're going to see something happen with the Ukrainians now that George is dead. That prick that we all hate. We're happy for that one. Yeah, we're happy. We George all hated is dead. George. <laughs> he's good at that though, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think what might happen with Deb is she might take something from the Ukrainians, like take, taking some kind of fall from the Ukrainians with, with what Quinn did, with how that kind of panned out. I think we're going to see something with Batista's restaurant. Papas. Papas. Mm. I want to eat a Papas. I bet it's good. Yeah. And call me Big Papa. <laughs> you know, he, we, we mentioned he was waiting for that line for like probably a year just to get that line. And yeah, I think, I think a lot of stuff's going to go down in the next two episodes. A lot is going to go down. Only one of you was right. Ooh. <laughs> well, he looked at me. He looked at me. He threw so many things out there. Yeah, I know. It's, it's fine. Yeah. You're bound to hit something. Exactly. <laughs> hey, just because I go hey, hunting with a shotgun me. and a barrel. <laughs> yeah, thanks so much yeah, for joining us today, much. Scott. Yep. It's definitely been a pleasure. I'm so glad yeah, we can get in fun. contact with you. Yeah, yeah. You got me out. You found me on Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. found I found everyone on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. way. To, that's the way to get. In, yeah, that's yeah. the way to stalk celebrities now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's it. That's how I got inside Scott Reynolds. Woo! <laughs> 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 Uncomfortable. Good you one can to end it on. <laughs> <laughs> but again, uh, definitely uh, check out this on YouTube. But also go to uh, Scott Reynolds Twitter. We're J. Scott with, Amy. Yeah, yeah. And definitely check out All in the Family. Our uh, that's on the Showtime website, and then you can find me on iTunes too with the Dexter wrap up. Dexter wrap up. Listen to this, then listen to me. Yeah, do it. 
I got <laughs> Desmond Harrington this week, uh, tonight, and then uh, Michael, Michael C. Hall, C. Hall next week. And Ray Stevenson last yeah, week. Oh. Yeah, wasn't he great? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I listened to that yeah. too. It was awesome. Where can we find JJ? I'm at JJ Jorgens on Twitter and also at JJJorgens.com. And how about this guy? You can find me at Sean, that's S-E-A-N underscore Overman on Twitter. And you can find me at the same place as always, After Buzz Studios, or you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Stephen Lemieux. It's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X. Kind of a mouthful. I say that every time. I'm pretty lame at jokes. <laughs> but that's been our Dexter ra- or that's been our Dexter After Buzz podcast. Definitely tune in next week and feel and check out all of Scott Reynolds' stuff. Yeah. Thanks yeah. again. Thanks See you next week. Me. Thank you. From Bing.com, <laughs> executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.